Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was a little bit of uh, No Small Children. We'll listen to uh, them later on. I love them. They were on the show last year. No Small Children, that was I Don't Believe What You Say. Uh, I do want to mention it's Memorial Day, and it's really a time to remember and thank the brave men and women who sacrifice and risk their lives in service to our country every day. Uh, So uh, this is a shout-out to everybody in the service. And also, congrats, class of 2018. I know some are having graduation, maybe even tomorrow. I know somebody very special, actually. Uh, Congratulations, Tovia. Shout-out to you. And also her classmates, class of 2018, so really cool. And anyone else in the community? And a very exciting time of year. All right, I have to bring on my first guest. She is standing by, waiting patiently, uh, Elizabeth Partridge, author of Boots on the Ground. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. How are you today? I'm just fine, enjoying a beautiful day. It is, and uh, your book is so timely, which is why we scheduled you today. Boots on the Ground, America's War in Vietnam. How did this become a passion project for you? You know, it was a missing part of my life, is what I realized. I had been a protester against the Vietnam War in the late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, the veterans who came back from Vietnam and the protesters didn't mix because we hadn't yet separated the war from the warriors. Mm -hmm. So veterans came back to this country, kept their heads down. So I knew, as the decades passed, I knew very few veterans or people who spoke to me about their time in Vietnam. And then I went to visit the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, and I was so struck by the number of names. Mm. And I actually began crying, and I thought... Why am I crying? I don't know these people. But still, it's incredibly powerful and sad. It's a very powerful and beautiful and sad memorial. So Mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, I need to understand this half of what happened during those very formative years of my young adult life. And I had never been someone who was against the veterans, as some um, protesters were. I went to a big urban high school, and it was very clear who was ending up serving in the military and who wasn't. So I didn't have that split, but I did feel like, you know, I think it's time to honor these men and women who are on the wall. And the best way I could figure out to do that was interview veterans who are alive Mm -hmm. who lost people who are now on the memorial. Now, for those who do not know, the Vietnam War claimed more than 58,000 American soldiers, and uh, the the impact is tremendous. And you feature uh, eight people, six American soldiers, one American military nurse, and one Vietnamese refugee. So how did you go about selecting these people? There was a certain amount of randomness to what I did. I had a few criteria in mind. And one was that I wanted geographic diversity. I didn't want to just go to a local veterans chapter and interview people there. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted people from different parts of the United States. And I wanted different ethnic groups because I wanted to see how that had played out in the military. Because we had um, you know, a huge civil rights struggle going on in the United States at the same time. So I thought, well, it would be really interesting to see how this Function when people were in Vietnam. 
So those were my two criteria, and then I kind of just started asking people, started looking around, reading articles, and that's how I found people. And as far as the photos, because you've got over 100 photos in this book, um, what was that selection process like? How did you go about getting those? That was really fun, really fun. A few I got from the men and women that I interviewed. Um, They might have had a picture of themselves in the military uh, or themselves as a child. That was an interesting photo to put in. Um, But most of them I got from all kinds of sources. There's a couple of great public sources. You know, the Library of Congress has photographs. uh, National Archives has photographs. And then once again, just looking around, looking around. And I was trying to... I wanted to show the violence of war without being super graphic, Mm -hmm. which was an interesting challenge because I didn't want any really horrible photos in the book. So I had to rely on things like a photograph of someone grimacing in pain Mm -hmm. as opposed to showing a mangled body. So that was a challenge for me to put those together in a very interesting one. Was one of your goals perhaps to have uh, younger people get a sense of what this period was like? Yeah, I definitely, definitely wanted to um, make this period of time and, and what it was like to serve in the military in a war zone. I wanted to make that come alive because, you know, unfortunately we don't study the Vietnam War very much in our schools. It, you know, it comes at a time when, you know, um, Teachers have gotten a little behind in their curriculum. They mean to get to it, but they, you know, they have so much on their plates. A lot of times, a lot of students know absolutely nothing about the Vietnam War. A lot of young, right, young people, college age, you know, just know nothing about it. So I wanted to see if I could paint a picture by being really doing these personal chapters of interviews with the veterans, make it a very personal way of looking at the Vietnam War. Now, I was reading, uh, by the way, I put your blog, um, your blog, your backstory up on my blog. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Elizabeth Partridge. She's an award-winning author. She's written this book, Boots on the Ground. Uh, But I will put all your info on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Your backstory. It's um, really interesting because you have a degree in women's studies from the University of California, Berkeley. And then you studied traditional Chinese medicine. You were acupuncturist for more than 20 years. What led you to writing? Yeah, I know. It seems like a very strange segue, doesn't it? Not really. It's probably been a passion of yours before then, I'm guessing. Right, right. You know, it's easy to have more than one passion, actually. Mm -hmm. And I love doing Chinese medicine. I was one of the first people to get a license in California to practice Chinese medicine. I had to go overseas to study. And... I loved doing it, but then I got to this point where I just got interested in, you know, how could I put some of my interests into a book and use some of my, you know, I also grew up in a family of photographers, so I've often done books that are heavily illustrated with photographs. And then, you know, I realized you know, looking back, I'm always interested in a personal story. Mm-hmm. So it can be either 
I'm sitting in a room helping someone with a health issue, or I'm telling the story of what it was like for someone to fight in Vietnam and what it was like to come back and to live their lives after such a life-changing experience. Mm-hmm. The name of my show, by the way, is Get the Funk Out, and I'm always fascinated with how people move through some of the most tumultuous times, personal, professional, whatever it is. Um, is there something you perhaps have faced or seen? You obviously have seen things. Um, I mean, how do people carry on? How, what, what do you do? Right. How do you carry on? You know, that was something I loved asking these veterans, like, Tell me about what it was like when you came back, mm-hmm. and then how have you um, changed, adapted, uh, moved through things? And what I found was most fascinating about their stories was it all left, for everyone that I interviewed, it left such a huge impact. Like um, when I spoke with Lily Adams, who was a nurse there, and, you know, I mean, she, was, she might as well have been on a battlefield. The helicopters were bringing people in who were grievously wounded. They were pouring through doors Mm. all the time. She told me that she'd recently been caught in a thunderstorm in an airport where they had to shut down the airport, and she was stuck in this airport. Every time there was thunder, she said she had to go face the wall and put her her arms up over her head. And she's in her 70s, and... It's like her butt. She said, I know I looked ridiculous, but I couldn't not do it. Yes. So to me, you know, the courage to make a whole life with those kind of traumas still playing out in your body is just really, you know, it's so admirable. Yes. So, so admirable. And honestly, I'd have to say it makes me feel... Like, I have had a very blessed and very easy life. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like in this book you've really captured um, some obviously very important history and some stories that perhaps would not have been told. I think that's true. I think what I found was the, the very first person I asked if I could interview him, um, he said to me, you know what, I, I just can't do it. I've been to the VA, the Veterans Administration, recently applying for some benefits. He says, and I'm having nightmares every night again. And oh. so horrible. He said, I can't talk to you about what I went through. I just can't. Of course. I was like, boy, totally understand. Yes. No problem. But then the other people I interviewed all were eager to talk to me. It's like they kept quiet for so long and they were like, oh, yeah, I would like to tell my story. I would like to say what it was like for me. And so I urge anyone who's listening, if you know someone who was in the military, you know, please ask them, you know, can you tell us a little bit about the military? What was it like for you? Ask open-ended questions and see what they'd like to tell you. Right. In fact, for anyone 10th grade and older, um, the Library of Congress through the Folk Life Center collects interviews with veterans that are done by anyone, yeah, from 10th grade and up. So you can do a video recording or an audio recording, and they will house them permanently. Oh, that's great. I know. I think that's wonderful. So we can all hear their stories. Is there anything else you would like listeners to know about your book? 
Um, you know, one of the things I did that's very appropriate for today, Memorial Day, is every time somebody told me about um, who they knew who was on the wall or I found a photograph of someone who was serving in Vietnam who later died in Vietnam, I put their location on the wall, the Veterans mm-hmm. Memorial, right there in my book so that if anybody is going to visit the memorial, they could have a chance to actually see this person or hear about this person in the book and find them that on the memorial. That is great. That is really great. Yeah, it's a way of personalizing the sure. whole vast memorial. Now, I know we have to wrap, but where can people find out more about you? Um, I have a website, elizabethpartridge.com. That's a main place. I also am on, I am on Twitter at epartridge. E-P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to call in today. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful to talk to you this morning. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. That was author Elizabeth Partridge calling in to talk about her book, Boots on the Ground, America's War in Vietnam. Obviously very apropos today being Memorial Day. If you missed any part of this, our conversation will be up on the show blog about an hour after I wrap at 10. And um, and all the info is on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. In just a moment, I have another guest calling in. We're going to switch gears. This is actor, director, children's entertainer, and voiceover artist, improv teacher, and now author, Gary Schwartz. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 